0: Hey, everybody, it's Never Heard of a Podcast. This is a show where we talk about those movies that have following through the cracks, specifically our cracks from Sean Harwell, joined as always by Co-Crack in Residence C, Residency. Craig Moorhead, I don't know which one you're in, but there you are. How are you, sir?
1: It's okay, I am doing great. As always. As I think we, we, we went over this last time, I'm doing great. Uh, always doing great, no matter what's happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, how are you doing, Sean?
0: It must be nice in ostrich land, isn't it, Craig? Oh, Just you betcha. Like stuck in the sand there.
1: <laughs> my head. That's right.
0: No, I'm good. I didn't mention this before we recorded, but we had an earthquake in North Carolina.
1: Yes, I heard about that. It looked like it actually knocked some stuff around. Did you feel it?
0: I did indeed feel it, yes. It was a 5.1 located at least an hour and a half probably from where I live, kind of north towards the border of Virginia. Yes, I had felt earthquakes before in Los Angeles. Can't say I've ever felt one in North Carolina before, and this one was was noticeable. It was enough that it rattled the mirror on my wife's antique vanity and made the dog sit up in bed. So, uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, just kind of weird. Also, not at all weird to the fact that it is happening in 2020, Craig, and just curious what's next. Just well, It wasn't on my list.
1: No, I understand. I, I, not on your bingo card at all. Mm. I think the East Coast is due to slide off into the ocean at some point. Okay. So I feel like without these earthquakes, that's never going to happen. That's you know? true, so yeah. Just a natural process of our country physically breaking apart the way it has societally sort of broken apart.
0: Yeah, well, I'm counting on that uh, oceanfront property soon. So, um, oh
1: man, you're gonna be you're gonna live on an island. Aren't you excited? The island of North Carolina?
0: A mountainous island. That would be. That's cool right. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the Hawaii. Of yeah. 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 That's exciting. But that said, we're all full here, so please don't come. Mm -hmm. We need to Mm -hmm. save some space for when that does happen. No. So yeah, it was an eventful weekend in that regard, but I'm excited to get back into this with you. So why don't you tell people where they can come share their own excitement for our show if they would choose to do so?
1: I'll be happy to. Uh, We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which uh, so far are still operating. This could end at any time. Yes. Much like everything else.
0: Keep your eyes on the uh, seismic meters, folks.
1: That's right, I, I heard that anything above an eight will completely erase everything on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah, if it hits their servers, it's done.
0: We might need that in, in late October this year, actually. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that might not. That might be good, yeah. yeah. We can shut down all social media before the election.
0: Do they have an ammonium nitrate deposit uh, by chance <laughs> beside their servers? I don't want anybody to get hurt, but just their servers. No,
1: no, okay. definitely right. want to evacuate the building before anything happens. Do humans work at Facebook? I don't know. We'll do some research. We have a
0: friend who who's married to a, a human that works for Facebook, so yes.
1: Well, that's fantastic. That's good to mm. know.
0: and She's a wonderful person, so she has to stay safe. Stay away from the ammonia yeah. nitrate, Heather. No,
1: no. No one needs to lose their life. Just just, just lose a Facebook. Anyway, <laughs> what's the point of hating on Facebook uh, uh, it, in our little podcast? It's pointless, yes. It is pointless. I will
0: log into it tonight, even after talking about it like this. I'm no, sure. No,
1: yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm avoiding it. Um... On Twitter, you can find us at Never Podcast. On Facebook, you'll find us. Oh man, something's going on in my throat here, Sean. This is hmm. gonna be the longest social media uh, call out of all time.
0: It's good. I'm not cutting a second of this.
1: <clears throat> That's good. It's a good idea. On Twitter, you'll find us at Never Podcast. Facebook, uh, you'll find us also at Never Podcast. On Instagram, you'll find us at N H O I T Podcast, and the N H O I T stands for Never. Heard of it? Just want to connect those dots for you. Mm-hmm. If you are, are looking for uh, other episodes of the podcast, you found this one by mistake, perhaps. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Uh, anywhere you can subscribe and leave a review, that would really help us out. Uh, so please do, and uh, please continue enjoying hearing the sound of Sean's voice as he continues to speak as soon as I'm done.
0: Yes, welcome all you mistake listeners. Uh, really mm-hmm. appreciate you mistakenly being here.
1: I think it's interesting how like around 50 people find our podcast by mistake every single week.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. It's amazing. And then like triple that over time, you know?
1: Oh, I, I would assume
0: so. It's just a lot of people making mistakes out there is what it comes down to.
1: Well, it's, it's a very human thing to do. Remember hmm. how I was bad-mouthing Facebook earlier? Was that a mistake? I that, was kind of, that was kind of a mistake, yeah.
0: Okay. Let's make some more then. Let's talk okay. about the four seasons from 1981. This is a movie we teed up last week, written and directed by Alan Alda. You got Carol Burnett, Lynn. What did we land on? Carew? Carew?
1: Car- Carew. Carew. Yeah. I think Carew. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he just seems like a normal white dude. I don't know why he gets a fancy last name, you know? I know. Uh, Sandy Dennis, Rita Moreno, Jack Weston, Bess Armstrong round out our main cast here and we are going to talk about this movie in detail right after you, Craig. Mm -hmm. Tell me what else you've watched.
1: Well, Sean, the most important thing that I watched was Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: Don't tell me you finished it.
1: We finished the whole series. Ah, okay. We watched the final hour and a half extravaganza. It's like four episodes jammed together. Is it? Okay. On the big screen down here is a big movie. Nice. And I, I can't say if The Last Airbender live-action movie is a good movie or not. I have not watched <laughs> I can, any of it. But, I can say, yeah. But a part of me feels like, how could you mess it up when someone has completely executed a wonderful story beginning to end? Every moment of it has already been done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it sort of makes you feel like maybe you shouldn't dip your toe in there, but at the same time... If there hadn't been a movie yet, and I just watched that, I'd probably be really excited about them making a live action version of it. It is, so you have not finished it yet?
0: No, I'm only like uh, three or four episodes into season three, so sorry. Mm. Don't spoil anything for me.
1: I won't spoil anything, except to say that it is a satisfying ending.
0: That's what I hear, yeah.
1: I mean, kudos to those guys and, and ladies who did that show. It's just, it's just wonderful so great to watch that it's so good that you feel a little sad it's over excellent but that's the only thing uh that i've been watching sean what about you well i just want to
0: reiterate i did not feel sad when the live action movie was over that Ah. i've talked about previously Mm -hmm. but you're absolutely right. I don't even need to see the rest of season three to know that it is a tricky proposition, even though as much as they teed up, though, Craig, is like when you start removing things to fit into that two-hour block of a live-action film, the house of cards starts to get a little thin in its foundation. But uh, my answer is a pretty short one, like literally, Scoob. It's only a couple letters there, right? Mm -hmm. What is that? Five, six, seven, eight letters? 12 letters. With
1: with the exclamation point. Yeah.
0: yeah. Have you seen this yet with your kiddos?
1: I haven't. They watched it, but I was not super excited about the trailer, so I kind of left them to it.
0: I'll I'll tell you this, Mm Greg. Maybe this is all you need to know. Not only in 2020, Scoob, are there Simon Cowell jokes, he has a significant cameo as a character in this film. Simon Cowell, 2020.
1: (laughs) You know what's interesting about that? Is, is, is I there had, anything?
0: Is there anything interesting about that? Go well, ahead.
1: well, it, just just as a coincidence, this week I had to explain to my son who Simon Cowell was.
0: Uh, you could have said he was that guy in Scoob.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I probably could have, and maybe that's why he was asking. He didn't bring up Scoob. It, yeah, but yeah, he was like, "Who's Simon Cowell?" And I was like, "He's a guy who's famous for being a jerk on TV," mm-hmm. and and my son was just sort of like, "Eh, I don't know and walked away. And and yeah, like wh- wh- why why is Simon Cowell why does he have such a grip on pop culture? He doesn't.
0: Uh well, doesn't. A, I'll say this. He I think was in a fairly bad bicycle accident over the weekend and uh, may have broken his back. So well, you know, with all due respect that. to his physical health, Yes. I think what happened here is, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's like, why would you put Simon Cowell as a, like a plot device joke in a movie in 2020, in, in right. this big of a movie? I can't imagine a screenwriter going, well, that, that's a good idea. Like, no working well, screenwriter. I don't know who wrote this film.
1: Well, I mean, well, a working screenwriter in 2010, maybe.
0: Exactly. So there's that. It's a holdover yeah. of some kind.
1: But it's a movie for kids. Like No one knows who Simon Cowell is.
0: I think it's a studio note or there's some sort of like he's friends with somebody Mm. and Simon Cowell has kids that love Scooby-Doo so somehow he got in the movie. That's what I think happened. I think this is either a favor or some deal was worked out because they're just really... And he looks creepy too in the, the way they animated him. Oh no. But yeah, if you ever check it out there's some interesting stuff in it in that... There's kind of some crossover into other, uh, what is that, Hanna-Barbera properties? hmm And there's one that works totally fine for me, and I think everybody kind of knows which one that is if you've seen the movie. Uh, I'll just say Tracy Morgan- voices it so like obviously just him talking is like the biggest laughs of this movie i think sure (laughs) uh and there's there's some decent stuff in there it's not all bad um i kind of liked they made the scooby shaggy thing work totally fine i think Mm -hmm. you know like that's the sort of structural device of this entire film is sort of their friendship works i I bought Mm -hmm. it it's just some of the rest of the stuff was just like yeah okay i could i could easily tune out of this right now and i'd probably be okay and then i could tune back in and i'd probably still be okay and not not totally miss. It
1: Not much. have missed too much.
0: Uh, but I did get the HBO Max trial because I don't subscribe to HBO right now. But so mm-hmm. uh, that was the only place that was streaming this, and I didn't want to pay twenty. I think the rental price is still like upwards of twenty bucks. So I was like, eh, let's just uh, let me see if I can get a trial on HBO Max, and it looked fine to me. Craig, are you still having issues with HBO Max? Not. I remember you said it wasn't wasn't so great looking the last couple of times well, we you watched something what?
1: on it. Well, we haven't watched anything else down here. I mean, Scoob looked good, and I think that especially like projecting really large pictures, animation tends to look great. Oh yeah. No matter what. So Scoob Scoob looked pretty good, but yeah, I mean, the two other things that we've watched on there have looked a little garbagey.
0: Interesting. Okay. I've got the trial for another couple of days, so I'll try to I'll check out something live action to see if I, yeah. if I was having if there's any issues on my end as well i'm not blown away by the app i'll say that much like it just doesn't present that much in front of you um which is it's not necessarily a bad thing like again i think maybe netflix and amazon specifically Mm -hmm. amazon feels like a cluttered mess to me most of the time but yeah i don't know like how they have it broken down it just doesn't you're like you look at the main page and like oh i don't know is there anything i want to watch right here you know so yeah it feels like you got to go hunting so anyway that's all i watched man
1: well, that's good, man. You're, you're keeping things simple. You're yeah. giving yourself time to process what you've watched. It's very important.
0: Yeah, also, it's only been a week since we recorded our last full episode, and that's just, That's uh, also true.
1: Yeah, that's all I got done.
0: But I do want to talk about the movie that we definitely did watch intentionally their <laughs> full focus.
1: Yes. And
0: that is this film from Alan Alda, and this is a comedy drama, as IMDb tells me, and here's the synopsis. Three middle-aged wealthy couples take vacations together in spring, summer, autumn. and bet you can't guess it. Winter. Mm-hmm. Along the way, we are treated to midlife, marital, parental, and other crises. I think for once, IMDb kind of nailed it there. Kind of nailed they it. They did. Yeah, they, they kind of got that right. So good for them. But Craig. Yes. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I I do run a studio called Universal. Oh
1: boy, I didn't know that.
0: You didn't know that? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, here in the year 1980, I-, I thought it was pretty well known that that was the case. However, I'll forgive you because you've been busy, you've been acting and a million things and I didn't even know mm-hmm. you had time to write and direct, but, um, Oh yeah. Let's just call you and Kralda. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. You know. That makes, that's uh, easy
1: to say and it makes <laughs> a lot more sense.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> You walk into my office, Mr. Corralda, and uh, you got a movie you want to pitch to me. Tell me. Tell me what you want to make here.
1: First, I want to say I wish I had worked on an Alan Alda impersonation.
0: Yeah. Do you think you could pull that off? I don't know. There's <laughs> That's a tough no one. way. Yeah. There's no way. No. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody else do one, to be honest with you.
1: Ah, somebody has to, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's such a distinct... Kevin or somebody. Yeah, it, totally. Him or, or that guy who does the micro impressions or whatever. Hmm. Regardless... Here's what uh, here's what I've come to 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 talk to you about today. You know what I think it's it's nineteen it's nineteen eighty. It's like it's like January nineteen eighty. Yeah, the seventies are over. Thank God.
0: Yeah, yeah. thank God those Oof. are over.
1: All those terrible like movies
0: that those people <laughs> made during that. There decade. were a lot.
1: I think I think the seventies were probably the worst decade oh, for movies. Somebody, I, right? well.
0: we can't do worse. We can't do worse. No. Anyway, sorry I do not mean to interrupt you.
1: That's okay. What I want to do, I I feel like I have my thumb on the pulse of the American movie going Hmm. public. Okay. And what they want right now, what they're all so hungry for are movies that are about only adults dealing with sort of mild relationship things. You know what I mean? Just two solid hours of friends making each other laugh and occasionally upsetting each other. Mm Mm-hmm. But we also throw in just a smidge, just a tiny bit, of like really serious problem, just to give it enough edge so that no one can say that it's I don't know Pollyannaish. It, it, like it's 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 it's. Uh,
0: I fucking hate Pollyanna.
1: I, everybody hates Pollyanna, don't they? Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm gonna star and I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna direct it. Hmm. And yeah. And I'm gonna cast uh carol burnett's gonna play my wife you know carol burnett she's one of the funniest ladies yeah in america okay i'm gonna have um uh gonna have a lot of names that i forgot that you just said a second ago it's okay i'm gonna put rita moreno in it everybody oh, loves yeah. rita moreno yeah. right okay yeah yeah uh we're gonna sing uh we'll, we'll talk about that later okay. uh boy we've got sandy dennis remember from uh uh, 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 who's afraid of Virginia Wolf? I do. Yes. Huh? Oh, she, she's great. We've got a, a great actor named Len Cario. Car- Car- I can't say his name, but he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we've got, uh, another, another fine gentleman, Jack Weston. Oh boy. He's going to play a dentist mm-hmm. who's kind of uptight. It's going to be great. And, and, you know, I'm this character who kind of analyzes everything and Carol Burnett's kind of uh, my wife who kind of like really takes things in stride. Like things that uh-huh. I think most people probably wouldn't take in stride. She really takes in stride. Gotcha. And then uh, Len and Sandy, they play this couple who get a divorce. Len goes for a younger woman and suddenly Sandy's on the outs. And, uh, you know, Jack Weston and Rita Moreno, they're, they're another married couple. And we're all good friends and we all go uh, vacationing, you know, in each of the four seasons. And you kind of see how our relationships change over the four seasons.
0: So one vacation per season?
1: Kind of, yeah.
0: I usually take about two or three, so that's interesting.
1: Well, I'm not sure if it's going to be all in the same year or it's spaced out over years, but I think it's each season. Mm -hmm. We're friends to the extent, such good friends, that we can't go on vacation without each other. (sighs) Yeah, and so it really, really throws a wrench into the monkey when Len uh, breaks up with uh, Sandy. You know, so there's a lot of good drama there. You're gonna have some very, very mild nudity because it's it's gonna be 1981 probably before this comes out. I know we're looking for sort of PG adult films. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what everyone's hungry for.
0: Way too much nudity in the 70s, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we need to tamp down on that. Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to paint with a different brush. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, and but there will also be extremely mild humor the kind of humor where the joke is made in the scene and the people in the scene laugh at the joke you know what i mean like that's
0: well if they're laughing i'm laughing so
1: well okay then great yeah i think it's gonna be a great fit for 1981 what do you say can we make this movie
0: and you can't do three seasons right because that i guess that doesn't make sense huh yeah
1: it's it's Gonna be well. The main reason is I, I want to name it after this classical piece by Vivaldi that I'm gonna play, which by the way, super cheap on music rights. Okay, thumbs up.
0: Oh God, thank you. Yes, no more of the doors or any of that crap. Um yeah. You're gonna direct, write, and act. Mm-hmm. You sure you don't want to just run a studio while you're at it? That's not I'm a kidding. bad idea. You're not running a studio. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right, go make your movie.
1: Yay! scene. Yeah, that's probably how it went.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot. I meant to ask you something. Mm. How old are you right now, Mr. Kralda?
1: Um, I am a uh, very, very young... Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) If you had a guess... I'm about 45. Okay. 44? Yeah, right on the nose, yeah.
0: Okay. Just It's hard to tell by all the salt in that pepper up there, you know?
1: Oh, I hear you.
0: In a couple generations, you know, you might look like you're about 60 uh, to a modern viewer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think you're right.
0: All that aside, yeah, excellent, excellent job. You covered it. You got all your friends in there. I assume they were friends. They feel like they're friends, don't they?
1: Definitely. I wanted yeah. to make a movie with friends and about friends, and that's what I did. Mm-hmm. That's what I, yeah.
0: And before we go any further, just because I'm looking mm-hmm. at it in front of me, Jack Weston, I just want to reiterate, and this was probably an RT up was in the movie Rad and Dirty Dancing, Ishtar okay. and Short Circuit 2. I mean, that's a pretty killer 80s collection right there. I'll tell you what. Go along with this. Yeah. Uh, And I enjoyed him quite a bit in this. But Craig, so the four seasons, I found this movie uh, looking through the app Peacock, since we're talking about new streaming apps, which Mm -hmm. I think was easier to find stuff perhaps in HBO Max, knew nothing about this. I had a phone call with another writer yesterday and I brought up this movie. He had never heard of it. So that made me feel better that we didn't just pick one that for some reason you and I, were clueless too, which happens, which does happen. Sure. So yeah, I was intrigued by that poster and just thinking about Burnett and Alda as uh, an on-screen couple and what they may get into. I mm-hmm. think the reviews that we read maybe, maybe, maybe set us up for the the mild comedy that you you described in your pitch. I don't <laughs> yes. know if you would use the words mild comedy if you're ever pitching anything. That might be.
1: <laughs> no, it seems very sort of non-committal. And, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. funny
0: but not too funny.
1: It okay? won't be... Yeah, don't it's worry. Dramatic. No one will laugh very hard.
0: Not too dramatic, yeah. Right. God, I shouldn't say this. This is total name-dropping, but I did think about it. When we went out to pitch the campaign, Adam McKay came with us,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: at one of them, we were talking about it, and he's like, it's just like Election, the movie, but not as funny. And uh, <laughs> it, that did not get the reception that I think that he was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So even the pros...
1: Even even Adam McKay bombed a little bit.
0: Yeah, there's definitely, like, I've heard, actually, speaking of Aldo, like, another one, like, you don't ever want to mention your TV show has got anything to do with MASH because they're just like, come on, like, you know, there's one MASH. Like, it's still, like, one yeah. of the most highly rated. The season finale of that, or series finale of that show is, like, still way up there in the record books. Yeah, so, for sure. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll connect it back here. And uh, yeah, so maybe we were prepped for this, but I am curious, um, pitch aside, what you thought of the four seasons and what you sort of made of, maybe let's just talk about that structure of like literally being structured as, you know, four vacations essentially, or, or what we're watching here um, with the same group of people. And then plus one.
1: Right. I mean, it, it, it definitely felt like what I thought it was going to be. I don't think it went too crazy out there. Like it feels like a movie that Alan Alda would make. <laughs> yes, It, does, it feels, it? it really does. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like pretty well observed in terms of people's relationships, but, but it, it there is sort of a mildness to it that I don't know necessarily that he's a completely a mild guy, but it, it feels like he wanted to sort of make a fun movie about realish people. So it's not super outlandish and, and maybe even because of that, it, it ends up not being terribly funny, but it's not. It's dramatic, but it doesn't, like, tear your guts out like a marriage story or something like that.
0: Yeah, which he's in, by the way.
1: Which he is in, yeah. I can't, I can't stop thinking about that movie.
0: But he's mildly comedic in that movie.
1: <laughs> he is mildly comedic, although yeah. that's the thing. It's like the humor in that is funnier to me than, than really than the humor in this. There were a few mm-hmm. lines in this one that I thought, ah, that was a good, that was just a good zinger, a good sort of button on that scene. I think there's one about I can't remember where they're sailing but he says something about cuz they can't get the boat going. Yeah. He says I don't know if we're going to see whatever Cabo San Lucas unless it floats by or something like yeah. that. And it was just like that's that's nice. Yeah, so so there's there's sort of that and there's gosh, what was what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, and and just sort of the way it's set up, the these characters are sort of alien to me in a way. I guess mainly in that well, I don't have a group of friends that I would go on vacations with that much. I mean, they're so tight and I'm not a hundred percent sure that we really found out why they're all tight, like where they met and how they know each other.
0: They debate that actually. I don't know that they ever land on even what the real answer was.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's fair too. So it didn't, it didn't leave me stricken or thinking about anything. Yeah. It seemed like a bunch of friends got together and made a movie and that's that's the movie that we have. I think there was one pretty good fight in it that was kind of like, Oh, that's a married person's fight. Like that's a that's a fight that people know if they're married, they know that fight. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, yeah, that's the that's kind of what I walked away with. What about you?
0: Well, let me just say, we have gone on vacation together. But yes. I mean, these are people who again, they Alan Alda was forty five, I think, when this came out, so probably like forty four when he made it. Or maybe no forty six maybe uh, i I maybe I don't know, in that ballpark, sure, and their kids are in college, so, um, yeah, when our kids are in college, Craig, I will gladly invite you on a vacation
1: once per season, okay, <laughs> and I will in jump calendar. in any body of water that you point at,
0: okay, keep your clothes on, but, yes, but yeah, we can make that happen, <laughs> all right, best. just this is what we have to look for. We'll be a little bit older, sure, yeah. You know, we'll yeah. be a little more in the Jack Weston. He was, I think, 10 years older than Alan Alda in this movie. As a character, How I don't know. what does that work? They, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it is kind of interesting. I'm all for it. I really liked this movie. And I think it just because it just sort of hits the nerve with me of, I've found myself thinking even about, like, with writing and stuff, like, I miss this kind of just purely sort of conversational film Mm -hmm. That, you know, I was thinking about it in terms of a film like Sideways, which this almost has nothing in common with in a sort of comedy DNA, I guess, for lack Mm -hmm. of a better term. Like, there's some very, very R-rated jokes in Sideways, right? Yeah. And they're cursing up Storm, and it's got, like, definitely more edge to it. But uh, I don't know. Like, in a different world, like, if Alexander Payne were making movies in 1980s, would it look more like this, maybe? Or even Tootsie or something like that. Like it just, yeah. even Albert Albert Brooks and like some of the stuff he's made, like it didn't go to those like hard R places of language and things like that, that I kind of like. And this thing is PG. It's a PG movie for adults. Nothing of interest for children whatsoever. Probably not even interest for teenagers.
1: No. Couldn't imagine either of those groups. Yeah. Like even like
0: if you're not married, I don't even know if this is of interest to you. Right. Um, yeah. And yet it is still so different from something like the marriage story, which is, you know, um, maybe, uh, you know, at least further down the line of a, of a genetic trail you could make, but it's still quite, quite different. Yeah. So I really just enjoyed it for what it is. And I would maybe have mentioned this before, but I don't know what it is. If you got a movie where people just bicker the whole time, I'm in. Like, I I don't know. Like, you know, there's the sort of Larry David version of that, which is way funnier than this. And there's a sideways version. But this still, it was like, it's enough under that umbrella for me that I'm just like, okay. And, uh, you know, enough of it was funny enough. But it, it felt to me exactly kind of what you were saying. Like, it feels like Alan Aldo. Like, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't think he was a bad boy of the 70s. Could be wrong. No. Maybe he was. I never got that sort of image from him. He doesn't strike me as the funniest guy in the room, you know? Mm-hmm. He's a comedic actor for sure, but he's not the guy you, you know, he's not Eddie Murphy or any of those guys right. from the 80s who were really being pushed as comedic powerhouses. So, yeah, it makes sense. This is This is who he is. He made a movie that is him, right? It's all white people. They're all wealthy. and They've got very bougie problems, I guess. In the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things, it's a little Woody Allen esque, maybe, tiny and, bit, and yet not. So I don't know. It just felt in this fell in this nice little uh, Venn diagram for me of things that I like enough that uh, I I found myself really enjoying it, even though what does this movie amount to, Craig?
1: Well, that's the thing. It kind <laughs> of doesn't, and and I and. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a feel-good Woody Allen movie, maybe. It's like Woody Allen
0: only in the sense that it is people talking and people talking about their neuroses a little bit. And they're right. from New York, even though, like, what, two minutes of this movie is set in New York and then they leave? Right. You would at least put them maybe in the same section of the video store.
1: Right. Well, it's, it's sort of, ex- except for the divorce that's happening... No one, no one really seems to have any real problems. Well, no, no, no one really seems to be to have any real flaws. Everyone is essentially a very good person with sort of a with sort of a mild dramatic purpose. I mean, that <laughs> that's the word "mild" really comes back to me a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't necessarily mean it always in in a bad way. No, I mean mild uh, salsa,
0: pretty good, there, right? Exactly. Yeah. What
1: could be more enjoyable? Not too uh, hot. No, but. Not, right. not, <laughs> yeah, too, not, not, not too not not well, too is pretty mild. Yeah, you don't you don't go off anywhere too bleak. Uh you're never really in danger of looking too hard into the darkness. Yes. Um because like darkness comes up and then it's almost immediately dispelled. And and I'm thinking mainly of, you know, Alan Alda sort of throws his tantrum at the end. Yes, with the most that <laughs> has been very bottled up, you know, and everyone keeps accusing him of sort of not being emotional enough and he really loses it. Mm-hmm. And then almost, you know, I mean, less than a minute later, he's sitting on the couch and guys, I'm so sorry. I lost control. And they're like, it's okay. You know, and yeah. it's just like, and that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, there's not a, uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot to chew on okay. in the movie.
0: Well, let's get to this then, because this is, I think, an interesting question, especially mm-hmm. for writers, right? Mm-hmm. Is this more true to life though? I mean, do you feel like you have more adult friends who are probably like these people than the highly flawed super dramatic or even super successful super funny versions of these characters
1: uh yeah I mean yeah me too yes like you definitely recognize one thing that struck me watching it was the way these characters argue I really liked because they'd get mad at each other but it's not like anyone was ever like I'm not going on these vacations anymore yeah you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not gonna talk to you anymore there, there's nothing like that there's nothing. Right. No matter what's hurled at each other, it's there's not even a second of like this friendship is over type of thing.
0: Well, even between husband and wife, too, or yeah. a couple, you know, yeah. like when it's in uh, in the couple it, themselves and they get mad right. and then they get over it, you know, which is, yeah, I think that's that's yeah. you know, the, the reality for most couples that last, I guess. Any right, length I like of that resiliency, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I did, too. And yet I do think, you know, all the reasons that you could criticize this movie for just existing in the mild section of the salsa aisle. (laughs) Like, is that why movies tend to and maybe should be not reality? They need to be like a heightened version of that. Like, um, because I've run into this when I'm like reading student screenplays is like, man, this is. Really nice script. I can tell they probably, you know, were thinking, uh, I want to see something where this like kind of person like has a good happy ending or like triumphs or has some good things. It's like, yeah, I don't know though. I don't know if people like to. Is that why we watch these stories is for right. to see the mirror reflected back to us or you know, when that mirror is just pointing at sort of how we're okay, you know, yeah. as opposed to how we're not okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm either. even grasping to like draw like a real good comparison film yeah. for this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
0: But also, why I like it. So I don't know. I have to like examine my inner critic then when I'm reading all these other nice stories. I'm like, <laughs> well, there are there are exceptions. But um, I thought maybe we should just go through and. Let's describe some of these characters a little bit. So I'll start yeah. with Aldo, who you already mentioned. is, Yeah, like, I, I thought it was interesting that he was a character. And, like, I, I felt like, okay, so uh, I'm seeing who this guy is. He's the one who's, like, asking the big questions and wants to have these, like, deep conversations or serious conversations with his friends. And I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, you, it didn't feel, again, unrecognizable to me. As, I don't know that I specifically have someone in my social circle that I can pinpoint, like, yep, that's that guy. But I was like, yeah, I've seen that type before, perhaps. And then, you know, the flip side, I guess maybe his flaw is that he he never does that to himself, right? Right. Or he never actually engages in the car. Con- and they're always like telling him, it's like, you have these things and you're the only one that wants to talk about it. It's just like, you know, why can't you just let that go? Like, why does it like nobody else is really wanting to do that? Isn't that like a sign that that you're the one that's maybe got the issue? Yeah. And um, he's married to Carol Burnett. Uh, Remind me, Alan Alda is, uh, as a profession, his character Jack does what?
1: I I do not know. At some point, I was assuming he was a therapist. I kind of had that thought to analyze everything. He's not the. um,
0: uh, Lynn Carew is an estate planner, right?
1: Oof, You know what? I don't even remember. (laughs) I know. I'm getting confused. Okay. Carol (laughs)
0: Burnett, though, I know for a fact she works for Oh, Jack is a lawyer.
1: Jack is a lawyer.
0: Okay. Well, that makes sense because... Jack is
1: an insurance salesman. Yep. Okay, go ahead. There
0: was some discussion about representing him in a a divorce, and he was like, I'm not a divorce attorney. So, okay, he's a lawyer. Right. Yep. He's married to Carol Burnett. She uh, works for Fortune magazine. Mm -hmm. Then their friend Nick, played by Lynn is I believe he is an estate planner, a proud Mm -hmm. member of the Million Dollar Inner Circle Roundtable or whatever it was that was referenced several times. And he is initially married to Sandy Dennis, who is a photographer of sorts, or at least she has spent the last, I think, three years photographing vegetables by themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, I mean, I'm laughing even saying it, but it was nice. Like, again, like, it wasn't played for as much of a joke as maybe I was expecting it to be because we knew that 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 was coming from the tee up. Yeah. He, in our first sort of segment, which I think is the uh, spring segment, uh, reveals to Alan Alda that he is considering divorcing Sandy Dennis. Um, They've been married for 21 years, I think. And he's tired of just not feeling like he's ever really been in love with her and waiting for her to to find something and really find this thing for herself. And then what she found was vegetables.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He then becomes involved with a woman named Bess, Ginny uh, Newley, excuse me, played by Bess Armstrong, whom, did we say this in the tee-up? I immediately was like, I know yeah. her from something.
1: Well, and you know what, I I, I know I definitely know her from something, but my first thought was, man, she, she reminds me a lot of Frances McDormand.
0: Oh, wow. In I a mean, weird I didn't think way. about that, but yes. Especially like Blood Simple era, Francis McDormand. Yeah. She was the mom in my so-called life. She was yes. Claire Dane's mother. Which I'm pretty sure we did mention, but uh, I was like, oh, God, yeah, Miss Chase. I remember that. <laughs> um, she's gorgeous. She's very young. Uh, yeah. Jack Weston is a dentist Played Danny, mm-hmm. and he's married to Rita Moreno, whom I don't know what she does, if she has a job or not. But I do know she's Italian because she says that over and over, and it becomes a, a source of an argument for them at a certain point because he's sick of hearing her tell everybody
1: Claudia is a painter.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I do remember that now. So that's your group. And it is sort of like, that's well, a big chill. I, there's another movie that was trying to th- make me think about. Uh, I'm blanking on it now. But, um, yeah. Scoob. Know, it was Scoob, maybe. Scoob, right. But they do sort of skip any kind of real backstory of why they're friends, how they got to know each other. It's discussed a little bit about where they first met. Yeah. You're just kind of thrown into it. They just, this is what they do. The kids are gone. They take a vacation nearly every season, and they all cram into one car, In the opening is Alan Alda's station wagon. Later, it's uh, Danny, uh, his Mercedes, which I will say, I'm not. I'm not really probably going to do that in our vacations. If there's nope, three couples total, uh, we got to take two cars. I'm sorry. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Not cramming in the back with anybody. First of all, it's not safe, right? Seatbelts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe in the early eighties it was. Not anymore.
0: Uh, Their first vacation is in Connecticut, I believe. Mm -hmm. Little, is that a cabin or is it? It was just a house, right?
1: I thought so, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like a vacation house. They're out there hanging around in the woods, riding dirt bikes in the woods. Looks like look fun. There's like an apple orchard nearby. It's pretty. And the next one is set in the Caribbean, uh, specifically just on a boat. And production-wise, hey, it's I know it's like hard shooting on water. They don't ever go anywhere, and they never show any city that they're nearby. So I was like, oh, that's pretty smart. You know, they They just got this free trip and then they just set up shop in like one location really and shot inside of a boat. But so, yes, in our second segment, Nick has now left uh, Ann Callens, played by Sandy Dennis, and is in a relationship with Jenny, played by Miss Chase. And so I guess are we thinking that kind of that first segment almost functions as like a first act? And then... Sure. Yeah, your sort of inciting incident is he's saying that he's getting divorced, and then you know your second act kind of begins, and here we are. We meet the new woman, and I don't. Was there a different spin they could have put? Like, how did that sit on you? Because I don't know. Is like, is that just reality enough that it only feels like cliche? Because it kind of is, but also it is in real life. You know, a man takes a younger woman and they are sort of in those infant stages of a romantic relationship where they can't keep their hands off each other and they're having fun and they're having fun all night long to everyone else's chagrin who's trying to sleep in this boat. Was that a little too by the numbers for you or did it sort of pay off by the end of it as far as just like that familiarity of that kind of relationship, I guess.
1: Well, I feel like this was one of the most heightened segments. Yeah. the boat. Because yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine if we put three sets of adults on a boat that two of us would bone hard every night <laughs> and not care about what anybody else thought about it. Yeah. Like, I just I don't feel that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, much less the skinny dipping, but I mean, maybe. Yeah, But but yeah, so, so this, this felt much more like, oh, it's kind of a, here's a little comic set piece, you know? For sure, yeah. And uh, there is, there's actually kind of a nice little bit with Carol and, and Alda where they're trying to talk about something serious without, without you know, try, trying to take their mind off the fact that uh, everyone's uh, humping in the other room. And then, uh, and the more they talk, the more it becomes clear. All the <laughs> things they're saying sound like they're talking about sex and it becomes funny. Yeah. You know, uh, a, a nice sort of mild uh, humor. Yes, but, uh, that
0: they laugh at uh, as characters, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... But also, I think, especially for the time period, like that is, that's the affair you're having. I mean, he's having a—I—I I would still say, a, a midlife crisis. Yeah. And, and even though what, he's probably younger than we are. Go ahead. Right. And that's <laughs> what that is. And and I guess, you know, I, I kind of expected that part of it to tear a bigger hole in the friends. Yeah. And it, and it is a little bit dealt with. But there's a part of me that kind of wanted to follow that a little more closely because basically the the wife is just gone.
0: I kind of expected Jenny to not be in any other section. I thought yeah. she's going to be there on that vacation and then the next time they cut we're going to find out that he's yeah, got he's not going to a different be with the woman. Time. Yeah. Or he's just missing his wife or he screwed up something and there's some regret seeping in. Yeah. And uh, no, she she's she is the new woman throughout the end, and we'll get to that in a second. But you're right; like it does feel like that is kind of uh, the most heightened section in a way, as far as like some of the relationship co- stuff going on there. Yeah, and enjoyed it. Yeah. So this section wraps up, and then we're thrust onto a college campus, and I'm not sure they ever said where geographically that was. I don't remember.
1: I don't think so either. Now
0: it looks New Englandy, I guess to me.
1: Wait, actually, didn't they say, like, Wesleyan or something? Uh,
0: maybe. I mean, maybe it maybe. very easily could be. It certainly it was fitting for this world if it is sure. that. But it's Parents Weekend, and they're there. The Alda-Burnett couple is there to see their daughter, Beth, mm-hmm. again, played by Alda's own daughter. And then Nick is there to see his daughter, Lisa, who I did quite enjoy, actually, was played also by Alda's daughter, Beatrice, who is... She- just looks miserable. And that becomes yes. like a source of conversation. It's like everybody's like, she doesn't look like she's very happy, you know, and she just like Will not smile. She's got these gigantic glasses. And she's not like nerdy looking or anything like that per se, but those glasses were quite large. Um, yeah. But in this section, kind of, I guess the big piece is that we run into Sandy Dennis again. Like she's mm-hmm. also there and staying, in fact, in the same sort of hotel, bed and breakfast or whatever it is there. And I don't know, what did you make of that sequence there's definitely some awkwardness, and they've talked about this even before they get to this scene. So you know it's it's probably coming. It's like, oh, that just be awkward to talk to. Her. You know, and they know she's there, and it's like, what are we gonna say to her? It's like, you know, that it's been a thread throughout this whole thing is is how they feel uh, regarding Nick and his decision and how it has affected Anne. Right. I sort of, I don't know, like, again, it's in the mild category, but I kind of liked the conversation that Carol Burnett and Rita Moreno have with Sandy Dennis when it's just the three of them. And they're asking her how she's doing. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that she's done in her life since getting divorced is she got a pet snake. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which I don't know, like... I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything other than what it was. It was just like, well, you know, she's she's acting a bit crazy herself. And that was the way that she responded. But it felt like, and I don't know if that's just an, uh, uh, attributed to the way that Sandy Dennis plays that type of character. But it, I, I believed it. I was like, that seems like something she might do. You know, she is a little on the kooky side, I guess. Sure. Uh, in this group. Some of the competitiveness that's kind of building. And again, let's use the adjective mild to describe it. Between Jack... And Nick that's playing out here and then literally plays out in a game of soccer montage because mm-hmm. every movie's got to have one. I was a little disappointed they didn't use Eye of the Tiger or something during that sequence or win at the end, you know. Sure. Simply the best around. But they didn't. I think there's probably more of a quality or something because that's what this movie is.
1: That was the music budget.
0: Yeah. Finally, I think in the next segment, the women call him out. Or them out on this like stupid masculine competition because uh, we've seen bits of it almost in every single segment. And that final segment is in Vermont and snow, slushy mm-hmm. snow. And they rented like a winter cabin and they do some cross country skiing and some very ill advised mogul jumping on Alan Aldous' part, which <laughs> uh, I did like. They described him as looking like a turkey when he was falling, which I've, I, it felt kind of like an apt description mm-hmm. watching him yeah. do that pratfall fall there. I don't know, like, what do you make of the last, if we look at this being four sections, uh, let's talk about the last two as a whole. How you feel about the last half of this movie? Again, Jenny is staying through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Sandy does not make appearance uh, in the final section. We do find out that Jenny is pregnant. Nick is going to be a father at Gasp, age 43.
1: 43! <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, he's like one foot away from the grave. They I, they, well, they are talking about death like a couple of times in this movie, like getting old. It's <laughs> so like, oh, my yeah. no, God, I'm going to die. Like, Take it easy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I will disagree with you on one thing. Anne does sort of make an appearance in this section because Nick talks about how she has traded up to, what is it? Like taking pictures of people, doing do, do, right. like, photojournalism. Yes.
0: They do talk about her, yes.
1: And, you know, so so in the in the previous episode, in the fall episode, you find out and this was what was really fascinating to me that being the kind of person I am, this is the movie that I kind of want to follow. Is it when she talks to Carol and and Rita, she's like, you know, look, he's the one who decided he wanted to leave me and he wants to get this girl. And but now I'm the one who's the outsider. Mm -hmm. Like I lose all my friends, all my tight group of friends, as far as I know, anyway. I, move, I lose all my tight friends, and you know, you guys continue going on vacations, and I'm just not a part of it anymore. And like, like her saying that, I was just like, man, that sucks. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. Like, that is, how do you do that? Like, you're having, you're getting a divorce, and your friends are going on vacations with your ex. Yeah, and it, who and it initiated a the divorce? Yes. Yeah, but in in the in the spirit of this movie, Carol and Rita immediately say, "Well, as soon as this is over, we're going to go out to dinner." And it's like, everything seems like, well, okay then. (laughs) Do you believe
0: that they actually did that?
1: I don't know. It wasn't brought up, I don't think, in the last thing. No. I kind of assumed, yes, they did, Mainly because there wasn't ever, there wasn't like sort of a look between them. There wasn't sort of a like, eh, kind of don't want to hang out with Anne mm. anymore. She's kind of a drag now that she's all depressed about being divorced, right. you know, or anything like that.
0: Well, and I wonder if we're supposed to imply or infer that Sandy Dennis is taking pictures now of people is a result of Carol Burnett getting her uh, an assignment in the magazine, because that has come up
1: oh, a couple right. of times.
0: But I don't think it was stated explicitly that that was the case in that last section.
1: No. It does feel like by by including that in that last bit, it's like, see, this is how everything should be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good we got divorced because now she's doing better and I'm doing better. And I mean, hey, divorce can certainly sometimes be a godsend. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't be. But, but in the spirit of this movie, it's like as soon as there's something wrong, we need to make it okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like, oh, man. I mean, what except for, you know, earlier on in the divorce stuff, I mean, there's there's a lot of squabbling over, you know, oh, Ginny, he brought Ginny and, you know, poor Anne and like all this stuff. And there's some squabbling and so on. But like, it's never like really, really high stakes. Like, I mean, someone's true happiness. Again, I just like thinking about Anne in how whatever those months were, like, like you would, you would feel that, right? You would know you are not going on that vacation anymore. Yep. Like, oh. Huh. I don't know. So, but then, yeah, but then we go into the last bit and it feels like it should be everything comes home to roost and there should be a big explosion and there sort of is and people do get a little more honest with each other. And I think it all really comes to a head when when Alan Alda starts throwing the the plates into the fireplace Mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, nearly ruins a moose head. Yes.
0: they are going to have to pay for that. they are not getting the deposit back.
1: Ginny goes running out of the cabin saying that, you know, no one will give her a chance. Carol is actually really kind of mean to her. Yeah. In a way that I kind of haven't seen, you know, throughout the whole movie. Although I didn't really mind it. It kind of felt like maybe that was something that like she's just kind of settled into this groove of how she treats Ginny. Yeah. You know, Ginny seems like such a kid compared to everybody else. And, And Ginny's thing at the time... You know, uh, Danny makes this confession at the at the dinner table, when, or when, when they go out to get some drinks, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm 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 always acting like I want to be in control because I'm just I'm terrified of death, basically. Like he's just mm-hmm. always thinking about dying all the time, and he can't stop thinking about yep. it. And everyone kind of makes fun of him and laughs. I mean, just really laughs. Fifty five
0: is what we have to look forward to.
1: <laughs> yeah, fifty five is pretty much. I mean, you're right at death's door. Mm-hmm. But then Ginny says, and I 100% agree with her. Ginny says, I think you should probably apologize to Danny. Like, that's kind of me. Like, he was really kind of laying it out in his way. He was laying it out for you. And you just laughed at him. And Carol was like, oh, you know, when you're friends as long as we are, you tease people about their fears and stuff. And to me, watching that, I'm like, no, you fucking don't. Like, don't... If I lay out a deep personal fear and everyone laughs at me, I'm not gonna feel good about that if I've been friends with you for a long time. Yeah, you'll
0: probably cancel the next vacation. About, huh?
1: Yeah, like why have I been friends with you for so long?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was good. And I liked that she also was like yeah. stood up and was just like, you know, I've been involved with this man and from day one, I didn't just get him. I got his six other or like four other neurotic friends. Yeah. And I've had to like every single yeah. time go on vacation. It's with all of us. And I was like, oh, that's a really (laughs) good. And it's because she's so sort of like perky and innocent up to that point. I I did sort of like her Mm -hmm. character arc there in that one, maybe more so than Alda's eruption there. And even though like, yeah, it's total Alda that by the like, you know, you don't even get out of the scene really until he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell I was doing there. I really got lost control. And they're like, yeah, no, please. We're glad you lost control. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and Carol in the in the fall Season segment. I believe it's somewhere in there. She says something similar to what Ginny says, which is like, "We never, we never go on a vacation just you and me." She does say that, yeah. Like we we just go with all these people, and and it's great that they finally bring that up because I mean, that's I mean, that's probably how I'd feel at some point. And not only that,
0: she's the one it's who's like, been planning them all, and they're like, "But yeah, you're, oh, you're yeah. great at it." And it's like, it doesn't mean I want to do it, yeah.
1: Right, <laughs> right. It just means well, and, and this is certainly another thing that feels Alda-esque to me in this. Mm-hmm. Is that the women in this movie are the functional, competent ones in general? Like they are, they also have their weak moments, but like they tend to be the adults in the room. Right. And, and they really serve that purpose. And uh, I don't know for, for whatever reason that feels very Alda-esque.
0: It does, and it definitely plays out comedically. Then I think sort of in the climax of the film, which is yes, uh, Jenny has gone out on a jog because she's like mad at them. But there's snow yeah. on the ground, and Nick is which
1: I do too. I hate jog all the yeah, time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're you know the big I mean? hate absolutely. jogger. We know that. God, you were <laughs> you placed in the Olympics and hate jogging, didn't you?
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I came real close. Cool. Came real close. to um, that. Yeah. Go for the gold. Always.
0: No, she's out for a run, and Nick is worried about her. Um, he's like, she shouldn't be out there doing this. She's going to slip and fall. And he's already broken his leg, I think. And uh, Jack, Alan Alda, tore a tendon because of their skiing mm-hmm. bullshit. And... Um, so finally, they're arguing about who should go get her. And like, yeah, it, like it was a point where it was just like, what is the the neuroses or the psychosis of of Alan Alda's character? Like insisting that he be the one to go get this guy's, you know, girlfriend when he's got a torn tendon, you know? Yeah. I feel like I would take a pass personally. Like, you know, I was like, <laughs> no, that's, you know, honey, will you go get her? You know, uh, maybe that's me. But so finally... You know, Danny is like, I'll just go. You Both of you guys sit down. And at some point, I don't know if it was Carol Burnett or, or Rhea, Rita Moreno was like, she's barely pregnant. She's not an invalid. Like, what is it with you guys <laughs> right. thinking that she needs to be saved? What's which, which, good, like 1981, good. I'm glad they had that line in there. That does feel like something sure. that has aged, you know, even better Yeah. in in movie terms for sure. But so Danny goes after her. He sees her across uh, the way up, up on a hill. And it turns out he's running across a frozen lake or pond of sorts, and <laughs> he falls in. But he doesn't ever seem like he's in danger of going on. Now, look, it's it's really cold water. You don't want to be in there for long, right? That's dangerous. No. But uh, I mean, he's flailing around like you know, like a kraken is trying to grab him or something. And right. really, I think the issue would be like he can't get a grip to pull himself back out. Sure. Makes total sense.
1: Well, and, and of of all of them, he would be the one to panic.
0: That's a very good point as well. He is
1: yeah. not as physically
0: fit, perhaps, as some of the others
1: in the film, I'll just say. No. So true. um and he is fifty-five. Right. So meanwhile,
0: like yeah, of course, his good intentions to help this poor pregnant woman. She now mm-hmm. has to go take off running at full speed back quite away to get Uh, Everybody else and let them know that this has happened. And they all take off. They pile into the Mercedes with the broken legs and crutches. And um, Rita Marino is driving the Mercedes. And they get a rope out and tie it to Danny and tie it to the car. And she's backing the car up. And they manage to pull him out and resuscitate him. But then that Mercedes cracks through the ice, falls in, and he immediately is more concerned about the Mercedes than anything else. Absolutely. Which I thought was kind of funny and felt sort of fitting.
1: It was. It was. I have to say, just watching it the first time, just, just watching it happen, I was like, are they driving out onto the ice that he just fell through? Yeah. So that seems like a terrible idea. Well,
0: I wasn't sure. I mean, they, they definitely got further, I think, than they needed to even. Um, yes, it felt like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not smart enough to, I wouldn't have thought about, we need to tie this rope to the car and use the car to even pull him out. Like it feels like if he got the rope, you could maybe make that work, but then everybody else is worried about falling. Anyway, the way it's staged, it it is asking you to suspend uh, the belief of good rational thinking a little bit, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And that's how it pans out. But he's back to life. He's worried about the Mercedes. And they all kind of turn that frown right upside down, Craig. They share a little bit of a laugh as they walk off. And that's the end, right? Unless I'm mistaken and forgetting something.
1: Nope. That's it. They're, they're walking off into the snowy woods. Mm-hmm. Anne is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And they're all the happier for it, I guess. And uh, just another crazy adventure. Don't know if they're going to continue to Constantly go on vacations with each other or not? That doesn't seem uh, terribly resolved. Yeah, I was gonna say,
0: was was there a line about that that they all laughed about about like coming back here next year or something like that? I can't remember. Oh, I think there, there was, was some yeah. little throwaway line, but well, let me ask you: Do you think that's the end of the vacations?
1: I mean, I don't know if if that year, I don't know if they made it to winter still having vacations together. I assume they'll just continue doing this. I didn't. Seems like after the fall one, they'd be like, "Let's let's stop this. This is really stressful." Yeah. These vacations are not relaxing in any way, but uh, but it looks like they're going to stay friends, I think. Sean. I think they're
0: going to stay friends. I think those vacations are coming to a stop if for no other reason hmm. than if Jenny has a baby. that The True. changes things. Yeah. And maybe they should take a break.
1: But that's why I'm still waiting for four seasons, too.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I was actually really curious then about the damn TV show. I was like, Yeah, are they doing... How are they dealing with the seasons thing? Because they kept the name... It for a, like a 13-episode run or something like that. I'm really curious. And I, I looked at the synopsis here, and it says they spend four holidays together over the course of four seasons. So maybe they did keep that structural component somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to see if I can find an episode of this thing because I'm really curious about that. That yeah. would be interesting, Especially on network TV, um, which I'm assuming is somewhat of a sitcom at the time. I got to see that. But yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Um, I don't know like even as mild as it is I'm a little cynical about this group staying together even though I don't I don't know that that's the intention of the filmmakers you know <laughs> maybe that's yeah. me just like in, in 2020 life kind of creeping in like ain't no way they're going on these vacations again they lost a Mercedes for the <laughs> love of God um But yeah, I don't know that we're supposed to think that. I think maybe we're supposed to think that they would continue to do this in some form or fashion. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting timepiece, I guess, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Were there any other ways in which you thought, okay, this just doesn't feel like it's holding up at all in today's landscape? Well,
1: that's a good question. I mean, I kind of feel like the arguments that these characters are having, kind of the, the same thing I was saying before, about how resilient their friendships seem to be, considering the things they're saying to each other and the attitudes they're taking with each other. I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that feels like these guys are not going to continue to be friends. Yeah. I don't know. It, it it seemed, maybe that's just kind of a, a part of how polarized everyone is now. Like, I feel like if you made this movie now, somebody in here is a Trump voter, you know, and everyone's trying to kind of hold God, their nose yeah. to that, but they can't. And like, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how friendships with people with, really opposing viewpoints exists well, especially if you're going on four vacations a year with them. Yeah, you
0: couldn't explain it if they were too different, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be a situation now where you would not have them either be at the wealth level they are or they couldn't stay at like that level. Somebody would have to have some sort of financial hardship or they'd have to pay some sort of price just for being wealthy. Like there's a, I think Carol Burnett even like early on in the film, there's a toast, they make a toast or something, or she just says something about and being incredibly wealthy and they all laugh, you know, and it's just (laughs) like, yeah, you, you can't do that today. Like you like that's a major, it's a very white movie. (laughs) Well, it's just your foreshadowing like, okay, that person's going to have to get smacked down a peg in yeah. that department but i don't know if this movie had had another scene right at the very end they, so they walk in like their arms around each other leaving this place and then we cut to we're in new york it's metropolis six months later and it's just like alan alda and nick callen pass each other or see each other from opposite side of the street and just like have a look and a smile but then like yeah I'll call you. I'll, I'll, okay. Yeah, give me a call. Yeah, we should we should get lunch or something, you know. Like and it, yeah. it, it just sort of hammered home that sort of thing of oh, okay. Like that really was the last vacation. Would that make this a better yeah. movie or worse? Or just different?
1: Well, it would make this movie worse. You think so? I mean, okay. It, I I feel like if that scene happened, I mean it's a great scene, but if that scene happened at the end of this movie, I would just think that's a weird tacked-on thing. <laughs> you would want to see why. Nothing else in this movie's DNA does that. Yeah. Yeah. It it just it wouldn't feel right at all. Mm-hmm. Like you would have to have him turn around and say, "Hey, we should start going on vacations again." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it, I don't think it was built to be to leave you in a in a melancholy place. Well, we both
0: just said we think maybe the vacations are over for these folks, right? Well, oh, no, I, oh, I don't, you don't think, think so. so. okay.
1: I don't no, know. No, I, yeah. I, I I think I, I was saying if they were gonna end, they would have ended before the winter one. True. So okay. I feel You're like right. if they I'm went sorry. on the winter one and they're still arm in arm. they're they're definitely always gonna go on vacations <laughs> together. But it's kind of weird because it think. also seems like that's a thorn in the paw of Alan Alda's marriage with Carol Burnett. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's go on vacations by herself, and it doesn't sound like they're gonna do that. So Poor Carol. <laughs> I don't know, man. Kind of maybe they have to slim it down to just two seasons. <laughs>
0: Then they got to find a whole new piece of music, though, if they do that.
1: Oh yeah, I I don't want to be a part of that.
0: Well, let's maybe uh, let's wrap this up by talking about Carol Burnett because I don't know that I've ever seen her. I'm trying to think of anything quite like this for her per se because she's not driving the comedy, I guess. Right. But boy, I thought she was really good. Like I just, um, I don't know, she's just so natural on film. Mm It just feels like she can just do damn near anything. Uh, what, what did you make of her? Is it more just like hard to separate her from her character? or um did you notice anything? I mean, yeah, you're nay about her.
1: it It is kind of hard to separate from her, her from her character. And I mean, I feel like I've seen her in something else that was dramatic. but but, I mean, but no, I mean, it, it certainly wasn't like she was, oh, like, I can't take her seriously because mm-hmm. she's great. I mean, she's just a a born performer. I mean yeah. she is very good uh yeah i i I loved her in this i I loved seeing her sort of be serious i think she's i think she was well cast uh uh, uh, apart from uh alan so i think yeah like i think all that works Mm -hmm. although it does make me it, it does make me think about and i think this moment works because it's alan alda and carol Burnett. but i was just thinking about the conversation they have on the boat where carol is like saying to him oh come on like you're fantasizing about being with Ginny, like that kind yeah. of stuff. I'm just like, man, that's not, that's really not the kind of conversation I feel like I would be having with my wife. If she thought I was fantasizing about Ginny.
0: <laughs> it's going down differently.
1: I don't think it would be like, oh, it's fine. It's just, just a normal, it. yeah. you know, and we're all like on the same boat and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. But coming out of out of Carol Burnett it, it worked.
0: Yeah, I I'm the same way. Like she just felt like she had her, her thing, like she just knew who she was. And um yeah, yeah she's definitely flawed. I mean, I think that scene that you mentioned with her like kind of spearheading the laughter of Danny and his neuroses uh, in the barn and yeah. stuff, like yeah, she's she's got issues. But eighty seven years old Carol Burnett is right now. Eighty seven crazy, wow. yeah. Hopefully, um yeah. got some she's still working. Still yeah. working. Got a movie completed right now that's uh, waiting to yeah. come out. So yeah, it was it was definitely nice to see her in this, and uh, I enjoyed it, and definitely felt something different, which is great. So if you're a completist, I think you gotta you gotta see this one to round out your mm-hmm. Carol Burnett world, and. I, I, do, I do rec I liked it. I I don't know. I'm gonna recommend it even knowing that yeah, it's like somebody could watch this and go, what are you talking about? Like that was dull and mild and just like pointless. <laughs> yeah. But somebody else might look at it and just like if it hits them in the right funny bone, they might actually really laugh a lot at some of these things. Yeah. If you're between the ages of, let's say 13 and uh Maybe 30 is probably not for you. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, you might not find it terribly relevant.
0: Would this movie be rated PG-13 if it came out now?
1: I don't see why.
0: Even with all the sex noises and stuff?
1: Well, you know what? (laughs) I mean, first of all, it wouldn't be made. Well,
0: yeah, okay. Yeah, say no more. But if somehow. Yeah,
1: like it wouldn't exist because it, it is really weird. Like a PG movie that isn't for kids at all is so bizarre <laughs> like i feel like i feel like people would take their kids to it just like how is this a kids movie i gotta find out yeah. you know and then you're like oh no it's not a kid i don't understand this at all i don't but but it's but pg-13 seems really harsh i mean i think it would just be it would be a streaming movie is what it yeah. would
0: be i mean yeah there would be nothing about it they'd be like why is this pg-13 like aside from those yeah. uh, sex noises
1: Sex noises, exactly, yeah. Like, even the nudity is like, maybe you see the side of a butt, which is a shame.
0: And one of those butts is Jack Weston, so...
1: So it's got something for everybody, is what you're saying.
0: I I am saying that. Yes, it does. And it is on Peacock right now. You should check it out. Let us know what you thought, if you've seen it, or if you do see it. Yeah, Craig, anything else you want to say about the
1: four seasons? Yeah, I want to see the movie called, like, Anne's Two Seasons. Like, I just want to... I want a movie that just focuses on the fallout of her life spinoff yeah to- total spin-off and then and like the one run-in she has with those friends mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh, well you know what we didn't talk about at all what's that the direction of this movie <laughs> which that's true yeah I-, I it was fine I mean there- there's nothing sure. stylistically uh, I think that w- is created to draw attention to itself. No. So it's not a movie that you'll watch. And go wow! I mean, there's a there's a few segments that they use kind of as segues between the seasons, where it's a lot of B roll um, of you know nature or wherever they are. And those are fine. They're put together nicely. Yes. So they look nice. Uh, I don't know if he directed them or if that's perhaps second unit, but uh, clearly he has a comfort level working with actors, and that's the strength. And um, like I think all that comes through very resoundingly well. I can see yeah. why he was like I got. I can make this movie. I can do this one. You know, right. So,
1: and another thing I liked a lot about it is I I I like that 1981 feel. Yeah. I mean, it Looks feels nice. exactly like a movie that came out in 1981, and you just you can't you can't replicate that. So it's kind of cool to to have that.
0: For sure. Come back next time. We're gonna tee up another movie, and we'll do two more next month. No clue what we're doing. We haven't talked about that yet. So if you got suggestions, get them in quickly and maybe we'll take them. Craig, the last words are yours. Um,
1: Vivaldi. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.